Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening why and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday. January 20th. It was a great night in college basketball last night. I know you guys are tuning into College Hoops in January, right? Or is that a February thing post-Super Bowl to get ready for March? Um, Obviously, we have a great guest today. Former NFL quarterback. We'll have bets, bets at the end of the podcast. Tough weekend in the NFL. Lines are tight. Barely any movement. But I have several plays I think you will like. A couple props. It's going to be a good one. But in all seriousness, college hoops last night. So Arkansas, which is a pretty damn good team, lost. Xavier, Xavier, sorry, not Xavier. Xavier, top 10 team, lost. Connecticut, top 15 team, lost. TCU, who I have futures on to win the natty, uh, national title, they went down to WVU. JMU down 15 in the second half, comes back, forces overtime, wins. I know you don't care about JMU, but the big one, and I have a personal connection, Loyola Marymount snapped Gonzaga's home winning streak at 75 games. Unbelievable. Gonzaga lost to Loyola Marymount. Now, LMU is a college out here in California. Obviously, everybody remembers Bo uh, Kimball and Hank Gathers. Hank Gathers passed away on the court. They had a couple... Well, definitely one NCAA tournament run that was memorable, and then another one, I believe, uh, this is way back in the like the 90s with Kimball and Gathers. But Loyola Merriman hasn't really done anything in the longest time, and their head coach I have a personal connection with because my son, who is a sixth grader, played club ball with the son of the LMU coach, Stan Johnson. And I got to... You know, went to some tournaments, talked to Stan. Nice guy, you know. Uh, seems like he is, you know, very committed to doing some big things at LMU, which hasn't been done in a while. 
And to get this win in Spokane, 75-game home winning streak is toast. Gonzaga's just not as dominant as they were last year, but still, an incredible win for um, LMU. Stan, Stan Johnson, great win. And now I've said too much about college hoops because it's January and I have to get back to football. So in all seriousness, there's just not a lot of line movement in the games this weekend. Like, it's tight. This is, you know, week 13, you know, you got 16 games. And, you know, you can find some edges. Four games, it's very, very difficult to find some stuff. Um, but I, I do have some bets I think you guys may like if you haven't laid any. I don't hate small, long-shot, money-line dog parlays on Giants, Cowboys, Bengals. Like, that's not bad. That's not terrible bet. Listen, chances of it hitting are very slim, but why not? You know, I mean, if you have futures on the Niners like I do, sure, take a, take a chance on, on some of these long-shot bets. Um, in regards to the NFL, some big moments happened Thursday. So, essentially, OCs around the league are getting canned. Early Thursday, Byron Leftwich gets dusted by Todd Bowles. No surprise there. Greg Roman steps down with a year left on his deal from his OC position in Baltimore. Now, I know there's a lot of speculation that, oh, well, this must be Lamar's gone. Eh, I don't necessarily know. A bunch of guys sent me tweets. Yes, I read them. That Lamar was liking tweets about how they're going to go away from Greg Roman's pistol-ish run-heavy offense and they're going to go more pro-style, which apparently Lamar ran at at Louisville and he's excited to pivot away from what Baltimore has been doing, because it seems like the league has caught up. But at the same time, defensive coordinators were getting fired. Now, an old Belichick guy, a Flores guy, uh, Boyer, the D.C. in Miami, he got fired. No surprise there. McDaniel's definitely going to want his own guy. And then late Thursday, Ed Donatel, the Vikings D.C., gets fired after, my gosh, Daniel Jones embarrassed him twice. Not a big surprise. Now, there's not a lot of talent on the Viking defense. Dolphins defense has talent. They had a ton of injuries. But this is like a they kept Boyer because he was with the Flores um, staff. They kept him because he was presumably good. And then, of course, he was not good at all this year. And McDaniel, easy to can him. But there's so many coaching openings. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, nothing settled whatsoever, which is exciting. I th- My guess is here in the next two weeks it'll ramp up. Once teams are eliminated this week, if the Cowboys go down, Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore will be interviewing, probably many places. If the Giants go down, I think Kafka probably is going to get something. I think if the Eagles go down, would not be surprised at all if some of the guys on the Philly staff were poached. Gannon has been pretty darn good. Um, I'm trying to think. uh, San Francisco, D'Amico, Ryans, if they get upset. like A lot of guys coaching this weekend have a lot of options coming out of Divisional Weekend. Um, All right, let's get to our guest. He's a former NFL quarterback. J.T. O'Sullivan, you may remember the name, played a lot with the Niners, played with a bunch of other teams, and in a smart move, he has decided to start something called the Quarterback School. It's on YouTube. He breaks down quarterbacks. I think you're going to want to hear the Dak Prescott breakdown, which is super interesting. But also, uh, Tom Brady, you know, uh, any quarterback 
that you can think of. He's broken down. It's really good stuff. Insightful. Enjoy the interview. J.T. O'Sullivan. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a former NFL quarterback. He probably played for your favorite team. He played for a lot of teams in the NFL. Uh, Saints early, Patriots, 49ers, Lions. Now he is breaking down quarterbacks on YouTube, which is pretty much a genius idea. The QB school, JT O'Sullivan. JT, how you doing, man? Jason, fired up. Ready for a little straight fire. I like it. <laughs> Very excited. Um Listen, I, I don't even know where to begin with these NFL divisional round playoffs. Uh, I, I, I'm i on a show with Colin Cowherd, and we ranked the quarterbacks. This weekend, we ranked the coaches. But you're actually watching, like, every play of these quarterbacks. The guy I want to start with, and we'll, we'll touch on some of them, as well as quarterbacks who are not left in the playoffs, is Josh Allen. Because, JT, I don't know what the hell's wrong with this guy. Maybe we can blame the elbow injury. Maybe we can say, hey— there's no Brian Dable anymore. He's a little reckless. The red zone interceptions. And last week against Miami, it, it just didn't look like the Josh Allen who came into the season as the MVP favorite. Can you explain what might be happening with Josh Allen? Well, I, I think you're on it, on there, on a, and there are a number of different variables into it. I think the other part that you didn't mention that I think of is at the end of last year, really for the last maybe month plus of the last season in playoffs, he was playing at essentially an otherworldly level. Like he wasn't missing any throw. Every throw was on time in rhythm. He was creating play. So it set this almost like artificial, unsustainable ceiling. So that's the first part. Then you have all the change. Then you have some injuries. Then you have what I would probably say is not as good of a consistent perimeter that he's playing with as well. And so all of those things have made it seem like when you turn on the film, he's forcing things. You know, things aren't as clean as maybe they were last year. And and I don't think he's playing quite as well as far as his consistency of his ball control, his accuracy, those things that we saw such a huge jump in from his game early on. You say perimeter. Does that mean Gabe Davis? I mean like any eligible. So any, <laughs> okay. it's just my kind of like jargon for being able to say when they're his weapons on the outside, when you look across the landscape of the league and maybe some other quarterbacks that are playing at a really high level, maybe aren't oh, – comprehensively as good as they were and or as some other guys who are playing at a high level. Mm, interesting. Um, now, this end-of-the-year stuff is interesting because if memory serves, his game against the Chiefs was like one of the great quarterback performances ever in a loss. Like, he was unbelievable. And I think in the playoffs, what do you have, like seven touchdowns, no interceptions? Maybe they didn't punt something. I, I don't remember exactly. But do you think – that's an interesting point that maybe it set the stage for some unrealistic expectations. Well – yeah, I mean, well, I just think it's hard to sustain that level of play for anyone. I mean, when you go back, when you really go back and look at the film, he's really not missing throws. So, like, even incompletions were throwaways or drops or things that, you know, th there were just, when you turn on the film and there aren't misses, not only are there not misses, but there, there, there's everything is right where he wants it to be. It's the ball control, the consistency, the off-platform, the creativity, all those things layer together, and now all of a sudden you're like, you know, I think of almost like the Joe Flacco Super Bowl run where things just wow. like line up where you're like, man, there's no way, you know, Joe Flacco is Joe Flacco, but that run was special. And so acknowledging that run last year in the playoffs for Josh Allen has kind of 
the high of the high so far and not necessarily aspiring to be there all the time, but realizing that's where he can be. And if he gets there, you know, the Buffalo Bills have got a great opportunity to win this whole thing. I had never really thought of it that way. So Eli Manning was never a top three quarterback in the league. He, I don't even know if he was like an all pro ever. I don't think he was, but twice he had playoff runs that were borderline miraculous, including beating Belichick and Brady and the undefeated team in the Super Bowl. Hell, he beat Belichick twice. We've seen Nick Foles have a crazy postseason run. How does that kind of thing happen? Just lightning in a bottle for four games? Yeah, I mean, I think those guys are also really good quarterbacks, first of all. You know, I, I think that, yeah, when you when you do have the capacity to kind of back-to-back multiple really good performances, there is something special, whether it's in the building, whether it's your connection with your players you're playing with, the offensive line, the entire team to give you those opportunities. All those things have to line up. But then for me, you know, I, I would probably put Josh Allen maybe a little bit last year above those guys as far as just a quarterback performance, just because of what mm-hmm. he does unicorn-wise as far as with his legs in the running game, the play creativity. And I really think he did it for more than just the playoffs. I think everybody thinks of, oh, that Chiefs game was crazy if he would have got the ball, all that types of stuff. Yeah. Well, in reality, it was probably the six, seven, eight weeks before that he was playing at that type of level. Just nobody noticed, and everybody notices in the playoffs. And so right. it's those types of runs, but I, I don't know. I mean, if, if I knew the formula, I'd be making a lot of money for being able to do that for guys <laughs> at this time of year. Uh, well, I, to, to kind of stick with Josh Allen, uh, he loses Brian Dable. Brian Dable goes to the Giants to try to salvage Daniel Jones, who for three years was very reckless with the football, turnover prone. And all of a sudden this year with Brian Dable, we see smart Daniel Jones. Now he's like, oh, maybe you could talk. I mean, last year, Giants fans couldn't get rid of him quick enough. Now it's like, well, yeah, he's definitely worth a three-year deal or maybe a franchise tag. And the I thought the smartest play I saw Daniel Jones make was late in the game. They were milking clock, and instead of throw it out of bounds to kill the clock, he just like took an 11-yard sack, I think, or an 8-yard sack, whatever it was, late in the game. And I was like, damn, that's a new Daniel Jones. That's the Brian Dable impact. Do you think Dable is that much of a quarterback whisperer that he could have an impact that quickly on Daniel Jones? You know, I, I don't know if I necessarily think of him as that much of a quarterback whisperer. I think I was with Dable for like a hot second when I was in New England. And okay. th- not that there would be much correlation between that and what he is now, but mm-hmm. from a distance from the outside looking in, I think he, as well as damn near anybody in the league, does a great job of putting their quarterbacks in a situation to be successful. So what do they do well? You know, I think Dable is, when I think of Dable as a play caller, an offensive architect, it's a lot of crossers. There's some play action. There's some quarterback run game. And I think that there's some carryover in those elements to what we've seen from Josh Allen and from Daniel Jones. You know, I think Daniel Jones kind of gets slept on a little bit for the athlete that he is. I think he's a better athlete than probably people think who don't watch him consistently. He has that ability to run. He's got the ability to get downhill a little bit. And in today's NFL, that's a weapon that you see used damn near across the league for almost everyone. And so when I think they've been a little bit more strategic in how they're using him, how they're asking him to run, and he's doing what you mentioned as far as being smarter with the ball. You know, the, he had he basically gave them an opportunity to ice that thing at the end besides for that yeah. drop. I mean, he was really critical, crucial, timely football at a high level. And it's been fun to see him kind of come into his own a little bit there. And interesting, you mentioned Dable and crossers. I think the icing was on a crosser. It was Slayton maybe uh, who dropped it. I mean, he was wide open. Jones put it right on him. So, uh that's an interesting point. You know, they don't call him Vanilla Vic for nothing. Um, 
you know, I, I, I don't know. What, what do you do, though, with Daniel Jones? Like, we have a three-year body of work as him as a below-average quarterback, maybe significantly, and now one year with Dayball. Like, it's interesting. I don't know. Do you think if, if Dayball goes to the GM and says, hey, you know, we've maxed out Daniel Jones. This is the best we can get. Let's go get Derek Carr and turn him into a superstar, or let's go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Any guess as to what Dayball may do this offseason? I don't have a guess what they'll do. I, I can tell you that what I would do, and granted, you know, there's probably a reason that I'm on YouTube and not in an NFL front office, but I, I personally am a big not yet. I personally am a big fan of, you know, taking advantage of what rookie con rookie quarterback contracts allow a roster to do. And so if you look across the landscape of the, you know, guys coming out and someone falls to you, that there's an opportunity for that person to be mm. someone who can come out and play, I think that they have to explore that option. You know, I, I think I'm less excited about bringing in an established, you know, veteran guy on the market who's going to come in and, and give you anything more than what Daniel Jones has given us this year. I think I think it can be both and get a little muddy in those situations, but I'm always looking to add talent at the quarterback position, specifically through the draft. Okay, uh, let's go to a non-mobile quarterback, Tom Brady. It's funny, everybody after the loss Monday night, oh, Tom Brady's washed, it's over, you don't want him. And I look at, whether it's football outsiders, pro football focus, you look at the grades. He was, you know, a, a above average quarterback, somewhere in that, like, 12 to 16 range this year. Um, I, I, I don't know. Are you seeing washed? No, not. A, I mean, I'm seeing the same Tom Brady we've seen, you know, just a few less touchdown passes and everyone freaks out. You know, now people are getting yeah. fired because of it. And, you know, it's uh, the perception versus the reality of the film. Now, is he the exact same quarterback that he was 10 years ago? You know, I would probably lean towards no. And the only thing, right. and and this is a recency bias, my own acknowledging my own bias here. You turn on that playoff game and it looks like the hits all of a sudden are impacting the play. And I don't think that's been the case in his career at any point where you would say, man, he looks like he doesn't want to get hit. Now, sure, I can think of the Super Bowl, you know, where they're just teeing off on him and nobody wants to get hit, right? That's kind of a, a stupid thing to even assume that people want to get hit. But it never seemed to impact his play like it has impacted his play a little bit this year. And that can be a combination of, you know, the disaster health issues that they had on that offensive line mm -hmm. and what they were able to do or not do in the run game and with that scheme. But Tom Brady, the player, you know, I don't think there are a whole lot of teams that are looking for quarterbacks that wouldn't love Tom Brady for the next couple of years. Now, so does that mean like he he should strongly consider how the offensive line is? Because I've lined him up for Vegas for about a month now. Um, I look at their offensive line, not great at all. I mean, I, I think that's part of it. I don't know how you could ever think, you know, hey, uh, I'm going to take the best offense. I'm going to go to Philly and have the best offensive yeah. line available. <laughs> well, if they all get hurt, Nobody has the best offensive line, fair. you know, and I don't think Tom's going to necessarily evaluate the seventh guy on the offensive line depth chart to see what their depth looks like. You know, those those types of things probably play a small variable, but not something that would make your decision. I think that it's more about is there an op is there does there seem like there's a real opportunity to win a championship? Are there resources available to invest in? the apparatus that is me, that Tom Brady that comes and I want this player, I want potentially this type of system, we're going to have this kind of mm. input because I think when you, you know, you see the news that Byron Leftwich is getting fired, those types of things to me, that that's essentially saying, hey, the way that we had our offense structured for Tom Brady is no longer going to work here. Like we're not going to do that. And so someone has to be willing to at least have significant buy-in from him saying, hey, I like this. I want, I want to see like more of this. You know, you get a Tom Brady – you're not going to do a lot of nakeds, a lot of keepers, a lot of move the launch point for the right. quarterback. You're just not. 
And so if that's your game, you know, you know, I don't, I think that there are some, some organizations and schemes that they just won't be able to have that sort of marriage. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I knew you work with uh, Mike McCarthy early in your career. McCarthy is with Dallas. He was supposedly on the hot seat. Now he's fine. I, I, he probably coached one of his best games of the season against Tampa. But how much? How can like an outsider view that game? What the game that Kellen Moore called offensively versus what you know McCarthy is the head coach. Dak had I think five total touchdowns. How do we decipher, hey, Kellen Moore had the best game of the season, or is it Mike McCarthy just put Todd Bowles in a body bag? I, I think that there are elements of all of that. You know, I, I think the part that jumps off the film when you turn on the film, I think I was most impressed with Dak ba- bouncing back. You know, I thought he really struggled the week before. I thought he was able to come in when it really mattered on the road. You know, yes, Tampa Bay is probably, in my opinion, down and or a little yeah. depleted on multiple layers but they went out there on the road and they made a dominant performance and he played stacked played super efficient and was really decisive and it was a clean game and nothing felt muddy or hurried or kind of you know that that 
kind of sometimes I feel like if it's not clean and it's not decisive, it can get ugly quickly. Mm. I, and so for me with Dak, it, it's can he be consistent with his ball control? Can he be decisive? Can he get the ball out on time in rhythm consistently? And can he do what he does best, in my opinion, which is create, get outside the pocket a little bit, get downhill and run it, scramble it, all the things that he's going to have to do to be able to make this thing close in San Francisco. He was at his best in Tampa. And so you just need to catch that run and make that consistent performance. As someone who watches a lot of tape, I went back and looked at, you know, the condensed version on YouTube of Niners Cowboys last year. Bro, you and can, again, it's not say, even... You can't say you watched a lot of tape and then say you went back no, no, and I'm watching the you, condensed you. version no, on YouTube. I was saying you're, you're someone who watches a lot of tape. Okay. I don't. I watch the condensed version on YouTube. Okay. Okay. So, But that's what I want to ask. Like, when I looked at the condensed version on YouTube of that game, I'm like, geez, Dak, uh, he didn't look great. They had less than 200 yards of offense with like 10 minutes left in the game. Uh, yeah. Can Dak do... The getting outside the pocket stuff against this 49ers front seven, which is arguably the best in the league. Yeah, so that's a perfect segue for me because I literally just got done watching that film. And last year's game? Last year's super wild card with Dallas at Dallas with San Francisco. Yes. And so for me, what jumped off the film was they were always behind the sticks. It was sloppy. There were penalties, felt mm. like everything was really really tough they never got the running game going at all not they not that they couldn't run it they almost felt like you couldn't call running plays because it's second and long it's first and forever so they had all sorts of penalties and really sloppy football and i think dak when they could get it going not only did they have some short fields because of some some issues later in the game yes but when he got outside the pocket so that was it that they there was a big play early in the game where he got outside the pocket and there was a holding call well, that's just a backbreaker. You get outside the pocket, you create, you rip a big chunk, comes back for a tackle in the backfield. Well, that's what I felt like they didn't have a great plan for early. They didn't. They were able to get pressure on Dak. They were able to kind of cause issues up front. We had false starts. We had people moving. It felt like they were overwhelmed up front. So if they can not necessarily win up front, if you can just neutralize that front and kind of give yourself kind of a, a stalemate, I think then potentially you can move the ball a little bit, make this thing closer, and then have a chance at the end. So all these penalties, and again, it's not in the YouTube version. They don't show penalties. They just show highlights. Um, what was that? Was that because the 49ers defense is so good, or was it just a very sloppy, pathetic game from the Dallas offense? I think it's both. You know, I think off the top okay. of my head, I think Bosa ended up getting hurt in that game. I don't remember him playing the second half. Maybe I could be totally off. I don't remember him on the film playing the second half. And so, you know, there were opportunities for them, especially later in the game. And I'm not sure those same opportunities will be there this Sunday. I think the 49ers are probably better defensively this year. But yeah. I I wanted I was just curious naturally of hey, can Dak go out there and create versus this defense? What were they doing scheme wise that was giving them so much issues? For me, if they could hook things up outside the numbers, you know, one on one, you had it all day. They just couldn't do it. Huh. You know, and so I don't necessarily think of Dak in that world as saying, hey, just go rip a comeback outside, go rip a hinge route outside the numbers consistently down the field. And I think the 49ers were basically saying, hey, we don't think you can do it either. So good luck trying to do it. And if you go, you know, two for seven, well, then good, you know, nice day at the plate, but that's not going to work in the NFL. Yeah. And so those types of things, what are they willing to give us? What can we take? But I, I just want to see. I think Dak's playing his best when he's creative, when he's able to get outside and scramble a little bit, put pressure on the defense downhill, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that versus this 49er front. 
I like that X's and O's because I look at the box score and I rem- I'll never forget it. C.D. Lamb had one catch for 21 yards. And on the outside, they had Cooper last year. And I was it Noah Brown or Gallup? I, I forget. But bottom line, that you're saying there was stuff open on the outside. Do you think Dallas moves Lamb outside or do they have him in the slot where he was really, really good last year but did nothing against San Fran? Well, I mean, I don't know what you do with him. I, I think you do your best. I thought just watching the film, and I'm not a Cowboys X's and O's scheme guy. You know, I'm, I'm watching it from, you know, a year ago and just kind of the things that jumped off the film for me were it's a, it was a static offense, meaning there weren't a whole lot of shifts or motions to create any sort of advantage anywhere. And then they had a bunch of, I don't, and Forgive me if they do this all the time, but they had a bunch of offensive linemen in the backfield last year. Like they had guards playing fullback, and it was just a, it mm. felt like a trickum dickum type of a high school hairy look <laughs> that I just don't think you win consistently in the NFL playoffs. And so, you know, that type of stuff, you know, I'm all for trick plays. You know, I, I'm last in that game, you know, there was a third and long where they kind of tried like a cross the field lateral that the guy threw out of bounds. Like it was just, it felt forced. And so I would, mm. if I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm saying, hey, we need to take it to these cats at the line of scrimmage. We have to exert our will to run the rock and win at the line of scrimmage and pass protection too. And again, it doesn't have to be every play, but you can't have negative plays. We can't be going backwards consistently because we're just not dynamic enough and good enough to keep up with this NFL offense or the San Francisco's offense if they're not doing that. I was going to ask, one of the best matchups is two guys who were on staff in Atlanta, um, Shanahan versus Quinn. And I looked at San Francisco last year in that game. I mean, JT, they they I think they rushed for a buck 70. You know, Garoppolo wasn't particularly good. So you ran for a buck 70 and now oh by the way you add Christian McCaffrey to this offense. Like I, does Dan Quinn is there any way to slow these guys down and I guess then it falls on Brock Purdy who I don't I don't know what the film's saying about him but it, <laughs> the guy's playing pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's almost beyond amazing how well he's coming and played, I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves. Uh, I think the things that you hope for if you're the Cowboys defense is you hope that you stay in your lane as far as getting timely turnovers. Now, it's easy to say that. <laughs> it's another to be able to create turnovers when you need turnovers. And the 49ers and Brock Purdy has proven that he hasn't turned the ball over as much as you would have thought for a guy coming into a situation. Now, has it always been perfect? No. Have there been opportunities and turnover-worthy plays that teams haven't capitalized on? Yes. And so the Cowboys will need to catch the ball when they can catch the ball on defense. They just will. There there were opportunities where Purdy is aggressive down the field, as opposed to maybe Garoppolo, who was a little bit more conservative, throwing the ball underneath. Purdy will look deep and will throw it deep into contested lanes and windows. And if you don't make a play on it, their guys have great opportunities to make a play on it. And it's not good enough to give up a penalty. It's not good enough sometimes to knock the ball down. You got to go catch the ball. You got to turn the ball over, and then even then, they're still going to rush for almost two hundred on you. You know, so yeah. it's 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 going to be a tough situation for anybody. I'm curious. You know, you you started the QB school, and I do mock drafts for um, Fox Sports, and sometimes there's a uh, Jordan Palmer's in the building, so I'll hit him up. Um, and there's a couple other resources that I talk to about quarterbacks. A lot of them train out here in California. JT. Why does the NFL struggle so badly to identify who the hell is going to be a star and who's not? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. I mean, hell, he might end up the best all, all time. We don't know. 
I think I felt he was 10th in the draft. Um, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how that happens. Uh, you don't think 10th Jalen Hurts is good? I mean, you know, he wasn't number one overall. How many quarterbacks were picked taken ahead of him? Uh, you know, obviously Burrow went one. Um, overall, Josh Allen was a first-round pick. But, like, Brock Purdy, the last guy in the draft, and now now he's got the Niners, what, 11 wins in a row? The Jalen Hurts situation. Why is it so tough to to identify quarterbacks? Um in the NFL. Well, there's no easy answer there. I, I think the easiest way that I think about it is you're talking about trying to uh, make projections and predictions about outliers. Every one of those dudes is an outlier. Yeah. And so anytime you get into that kind of thin tail, mm. it's going to be really hard to be consistent with any sort of like predictive analysis or predictive process to make sure that you hit every time. Uh, I think they're getting better at trying to analyze some of maybe the intangibles that you're leaning towards as far as like Brock Purdy or Mahomes where guys where you quote unquote like 10 teams miss on him or nine teams miss on him, so to speak. But I mean, I think personally, anecdotally of a guy like Justin Herbert, when I turned on Justin Herbert's film in college, there was nothing that made me think, hey, this dude has potentially going to be a guy who can create throws like almost no one else in the league consistently week in and week out for the NFL immediately. And so, you know, I, I think it, it's almost impossible to be able to predict it just because the position asks you to do so much from decision-making, from physical talent, to now you have to be able to create and run and all those types of things. It's just really hard. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just think back to Zach Wilson going second overall to the Jets. Uh, and that has not gone well for my Jets. But, uh, I, you know, when you're breaking down these quarterbacks, you're looking at Brock Purdy, you're like, damn, he's amazing. As my dog freaks out. Um, well, I mean, I, but I how much of it JT has to do with Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, Patrick Mahomes, uh, anybody Shanahan touches turns to gold, right? I mean, sure. Nick Mullins had a really good run. Matt Ryan surges to be an MVP. I mean, I I think that's any job though, right? Like if you're around a great producer or you're around a great uh, talent on air that that elevates your game, you know, those types of things can be felt in any organization. It's magnified in the league. Cause you see it on prime time in on Sundays yeah. consistently, but sure where you go matters. And so much of it is luck. And the other part about it that people always, I, I feel like it helps to remind people is that the best quarterback is oftentimes going to go to a terrible team yes. and usually an even <laughs> shittier organization. And so people don't necessarily love to hear that, but if your team's picking first overall or in the top, whatever, they're usually not set up to win anytime soon. And it's hard yeah. to wrap your mind around it and have those kinds of expectations around guys who have probably been a five-star their whole life and yeah. walked into a really successful situation in college, into a program that was already rolling. You know, they weren't oh, going yeah. to Bowling Green, you know, coming out, no offense <laughs> out there to my dudes yeah. out there. But, like, there's a reason, you know, those organizations and teams and programs are good for a long time, and it's hard to go into that organization and turn everything around because it's more than just one player in any sport, yeah. but in football, especially it's more than one player. I mean, you look at Trevor Lawrence, JT last year, there were questions. Oh my gosh. Is he even Urban Meyer? Is he Trevor Lawrence? Is he even the best quarterback in his class? Why did we think he was so good? Now, Doug Peterson comes along. Doug Peterson clearly knows a thing or two about quarterbacks and Trevor Lawrence. Once again, looks like a superstar. And then first half against the chargers, Four picks. Uh, this is this is what makes the NFL so friggin' incredible, and it's I, I enjoy your breakdowns. Um, I don't. Do you have any guesses on the games this weekend? Uh, any leans? I don't know if you're into the gambling. No, that's all your your world. I I honestly I just prefer 
to have really good games. Like I, I enjoy games where the quarterback play is at a, a world-class level. And I feel like this time of year, this weekend specifically, but when, and I think it's worth acknowledging at least up until this year, I think maybe this year you could make the argument that the guys who are at the top end of the age bracket maybe didn't play as well as they would have hoped. But the league is kind of in this, or has been for the last few years, in kind of a golden era of quarterback play, whether there have been great young players, and now there's there's been some unbelievable older players, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers playing at a really high level for a really yeah. long time, Drew Brees, where those older guys are kind of feeling like maybe it's not quite as good as it was a few years ago, but there's still this huge chunk of young talent at the position. And it's just fun to turn on the TV and see new stuff, new creativity, new arm angles, new throws consistently it's like it's literally every it's not even every sunday it's every time slot you're like what how yeah. did that happen where did this come from where did this guy's playing at another level how do you get so much better you know all those types of things to me it's just makes my job easy and fun yeah um jt o'sullivan spent a lot of time in the league a quarterback school on youtube hey man congrats on all your success i love how you're saying like you know you're not in a front office, dude. Do it. The stuff you're doing online makes it look like you could be in one sooner than later. I don't know. Do you want to work for a team, or do you prefer being an entrepreneur? I mean, I like the entrepreneur life. YouTube has been really great to me. I prefer my commute to my library is pretty sweet as well. And so yes. I, uh, I enjoy all these types of things and enjoy playing dad and coaching Little League. So it's pretty fun. Congrats, man. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good stuff from J.T. O'Sullivan. I remember him from the Niners. He started eight games back in the day. Had an okay run, and now he's kind of trying to build something on YouTube, which is very cool. As an entrepreneur myself, I uh, really appreciate that. All right, it's time for the best bet. Four games, divisional weekend. This is supposed to be the best weekend of football all season. I told you guys yesterday I was on the Niners minus three and a half. It went up to four. I mean, I don't. you never want to say you have a number one play, but for me, I feel like that's probably my best straight-up pick of the weekend. I would say if you're looking on the straight-up angle besides San Fran, I, I, I can't resist the Kansas City Chiefs. I know everybody's saying that's too much, it's too high, but I, I look at this matchup as the Chiefs are finally healthy on offense and defense. I think everybody except Miko Hardman is good to go, like Kadarius Toney, MVS, uh, Travis Kelsey, the running back situation, and most importantly, the secondary, because this was a young secondary early in the season. They drafted a young kid, McDuffie, out of Washington. He didn't play a ton, and now that he's been incorporated, I, I think, I believe this Chiefs defense can come through. And, you know, I know everybody's talking about the over and uh, Kansas City and the secondary's overrated. I mean, if if they get the full arsenal in the secondary, McDuffie, Sneed, Thornhill, I like this unit. I mean, I, I, it's disappointed me in it at times. But overall, like, I mean, I know Karlaftis is struggling as a rookie, but you do have Chris Jones, the best defensive tackle in football. Kind of not named Quentin Williams, but I digress. Uh, Frank Clark obviously is a big-time player coming off the edge. And the offensive line for the Chiefs has been basically rebuilt. Remember that Super Bowl where Mahomes was running for his life? They built that line, it feels to me like in two years, it is right back near the top of the league. And I think I mentioned it earlier on the pod this week. The way that a lot of teams have slowed Mahomes is play the safeties high and just give up the small stuff. And Mahomes at times can be impatient and just wants to make a play and forces stuff. Well, the new bailout for them is Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield in that James White-ish role that he played with the Tom Brady Patriots. And Mahomes, when in doubt, dump it to McKinnon. Pick up that five, six, seven yards, and McKinnon's is kind of quick. And he's got the ability to break some plays. He's had a, if you got him in fantasy, oh boy. Genius move by you. Probably won your league or made a deep run in the playoffs. But as for the other games, Giants-Philly, I I mean, I like everything about this for Philadelphia. And I know some people will harp on travel as it's a big factor. For instance, the Dallas Cowboys, fourth straight road game. I don't know. It's weird. I haven't really heard or seen anybody else really talking about that. Then again, I don't listen to too many other people because – kind of got that tunnel vision where I'm just focused on myself. And, you know, if I hear other people, then I kind of, you know, it's natural to regurgitate. You know, Marv Albert, you listen to him call games for years. Then you start, yes, I didn't count. You know, I don't want to listen to other analysts, except maybe right before the game, after I've already 
uh, fired everything I know, but Dallas fourth straight road game in San Fran. That's a big reason for uh, that. I like the Niners. If you look at the Giants and their recent games, look at the last six weeks. This is their fifth road game in six weeks. Five in that's a lot of travel, and I know they've been great. Uh, Daniel Jones is a road dog. I think the number I saw twenty seven and fifteen against the spread. And Fox had a Fox hands out a packet every week with some good nuggets. Our gambling guys came up with Brian Dable four zero against the spread in rematches this year. The second uh, matchup against the Eagles, he adjusted well even with backups and covered the spread. I remember taking the loss. Eagles were fourteen. I think they won by like eight. Um, so Dable's just a master of okay, this didn't work in the first meeting. Let's adjust and tweak things a little bit. I just I feel like the Eagles are healthy. I think a, a money line parlay, Eagles, Niners, Chiefs. Who screws that up? Maybe the Cowboys come through, but Kansas City losing to the Jags would be an absolute stunner. I know it's the student versus teacher and uh, Peterson versus Reed, but I, <laughs> that would be pretty incredible if Jacksonville was able to somehow pull that off. I, I Giants third time around. It's less about. Beating a team three times, you know, that's gobbledygook. It doesn't really mean anything. And there's no numbers to back that up. It's simply the fact of, are the Eagles capable of adjusting what they do defensively? Because historically, this defense has loved to keep everything in front of it, not give up the big play. And when your quarterback drops back in the pocket, we think rushing four and confusing the quarterback can just really rattle the offense. And of course... The defensive line led the NFL. Uh, the defense led the NFL in sacks this year. It looks like Sweat is coming back. He was carted off. I don't know if it was week seventeen or eighteen, but it didn't look good at the time. But he's practiced all week. I just I gotta go Eagles here now again, and not against the spread. I, I think if you want to put the Eagles in a teaser, I mean you know the 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 great teaser where you go through the seven and the three, Eagles Chiefs both under a field goal. I mean I know that sounds like a best like a lock, but. Who's more likely to screw that up? I, just because the Giants can run the ball, I don't know how much success they'll have running against the Eagles. That could be a grinded out 24-23 type game. I, I, I don't personally see it that low. Um, but then the fourth game, for me, is, I guess, the toughest. And that's Bengals-Bills. Um, Bengals down three offensive linemen. The line has shot up from three and a half to five and a half. And you're looking and you're like, okay, well... What am I banking on here? Am I banking that Josh Allen will not make red zone mistakes and not continue to screw up? I mean, we talk, if, go back to the interview with J.T. O'Sullivan. Some of the stuff he was saying, the problems Josh Allen's having, that's why I'm betting on Josh Allen prop over rushing yards. Let me see what I got it at because I, I, can't, I don't see any circumstance where McDermott is going to say, yeah, we, we need to be forcing stuff downfield, make plays. This is 100% will be one of those games where McDermott pulls his guy, Ken Dorsey, aside and goes, Josh Allen is not losing this game for us. I've seen the rushing prop at 45 and a half. That's what I got it at on Thursday. And I, I'm sorry, well, I got it on Wednesday at 45 and a half. I think this is going to be one of those games where if Allen doesn't like what he sees, he is tucking and running. Josh Allen is not going to force anything. I don't know that he's going to be running for his life, but Hendrickson um, coming off the edge, uh, Hubbard has had a very good season. And let's not forget, uh, Josh Allen was <laughs> sacked seven times by the Dolphins last week. So I see this as a Josh Allen running game. I think any Allen over props are in good shape. And 
if you guys remember Bengals confusing Mahomes in that AFC championship, they're only rushing three and they're dropping eight. Well, if they do that the entire second half, Mahomes is a threat to beat you. Josh Allen is a much bigger threat because he's bigger and stronger uh, and he could absorb some of those hits. So that would be the way I would attack that. Um, The other props I have, Christian Kirk over 66 and a half. Travis Kelsey under 81 and a half. The Kelsey logic is, again, full arsenal, except for Hardman, of weapons for Kansas City. And I do believe they'll spread the ball around as opposed to just feed Kelsey. Even though uh, Jacksonville's not good at defending tight ends, Gerald Everett lit them them up last week. But I see Kansas City leading this, and Christian Kirk, I think, is going to be the main target. Um, You could play him in the slot, play him on the outside, but he's your big play guy, down in the field guy. Uh, Ingram has, has been shown really well lately um, uh, for the Jags, but I think Kirk is he has some kind of uh, mind meld with Trevor Lawrence, and, and those two uh, love to connect. But the on the uh, regarding the totals, I, I just I haven't had a lot of success on totals during the season, and I frankly, you know, don't bet a lot of totals. But I guess the one I would look at is I would just fade the narrative of. Uh, Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, awesome quarterbacks, high scoring, and I would go. I would look at the under. If you look at how Cincinnati played their playoff games last season, it was Zach Taylor um, playing really tight. The offensive line crumbling often. I think it will struggle, and a lot of two and three step drops for Burrow, meaning not a lot of options deep for Chase, not a lot of options deep for uh, Tyler Boyd. So I think it's going to be a lot of clock, a lot of seven, eight-minute drives maybe. And I would look at the under in Bengals-Bills. That's uh, (laughs) really it for us. Uh, Four games, a little tough. I wonder if we can start talking college hoops on the pod. If you guys follow me on the gram, you know I'm posting uh, college basketball plays. None really this week. Life's just been super busy now that the kids have – uh, basketball started up. We're doing a practice, a game. Not to flex, but, you know, we're 4-0. Um, combined, 2-0 each. Big tough game this weekend, though, uh, for my son. But that's it for the weekend, guys. Enjoy. I'll talk to you on Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.